I'm amazed I got this seat back after being gone for a week. I know, I was getting pretty comfortable over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was it what was it like sitting over here and running this? It felt this? weird. Yeah. It felt weird. I mean, we've been in the studio for what, like almost seven years now, and I've always sat on the opposite side of the table. Uh huh. It does it feels strange. It kinda of threw me off a little. Yeah. But it also I feel like made me um I don't know, more strictly regimented, if you will, because I just felt kind of uncomfortable. Well, because you had to have control over a few so other I had things to have too. Control. Yeah. But it was fun, I have to say. I think I did I think I did all right without you, Greg. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> Hello everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wherever and however you listen, it is so fantastic that you did so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And we do appreciate it. I do have to say you've been listening to this show over the last week. I have not been here because I was in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. We're going to talk about that. But Sarah... Uh, magnificently took over, apparently, from everything that I've read. Um, <laughs> took over the show and had her guests in here. You had, what, four or five guests? I had uh, four because on Tuesday I had to spend the day at the DMV trying to get um, a new title for my car. That's Did still- you get a new title? Uh, I I purchased one, but it takes a few weeks to get it. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, so I had to sit there for about two hours at the DMV oh, waiting for fun. it. Yeah, so just so you know... Um, when you put things into like you know places for security, like make sure you know where they are. Because I had mine. I, I don't know. I thought I had stashed it in like a secure place. Can't find it. Cost you about a hundred dollars to get a new title. Okay, that's you don't want to be spending that money. You don't want to do that. No. So so you had that. <laughs> and but then- so yeah. So Monday I was joined by Aaron Duran. Tuesday DMV. Wednesday um, was Todd Workoven. Thursday Lisa Wood. Friday Rick Emerson. Wow, that's an all star cast right there. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Well, so so all those shows happened last week, and that was when I was out. So, Sarah, thank you for handling the show and running everything while I was down there. And uh, and I guess I'm glad I'm back. Now, what, am I like, kicked out now? Is that what happens? No, of Like course. I'm gone for a week, and then no. everybody forgets about Greg. But Greg does Greg. get weird. I mean, we both get kind of weird, especially if you work with somebody for a long period of time. Like, for example, when I was in commercial radio and I worked with, um, you know, with Rick Emerson that you heard – like, I would make sure to, like, call in every day or make sure that you are, like, marking your territory. Well, especially... there's always someone who's wanting to slide in. And, yeah. Yeah, and take that. And there were a couple people that I worked with. I'm like, oh, no, no, you don't get too comfortable there, little sweetie pie. Yeah. This is... <laughs> when you were in commercial radio, you mean? When I was in commercial yeah. radio, and there mm-hmm. would be a, a couple people who would fill in for me. I'm like, nope. Oh, yeah. No, people always want to take your spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyway, I'm back, and... And, Greg, you are my special guest for today. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> I'm so glad that I could be a part of this. Oh, how things have changed. I know also last week, our uh, special on uh, Good Day Oregon aired. Yes. Which, I'll be honest, I have not seen it yet. Oh, seriously? No, I haven't watched it yet. I've been afraid to watch it. Why are you afraid I to watch it? I was in Vegas, it? and I didn't, I didn't watch it yet. I Maybe I shouldn't admit that. Why would you be afraid to watch that? Maybe I shouldn't admit that. I on mean, the it's air. fine. Yeah, she was giving. Mean, Stephanie's great. She was awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm. A, I don't know. I didn't watch it because I was down there, and I was. I was so busy, wrapped up in getting ready to be on camera for CES. I'm like, if I watch that and I don't think I looked good on it, it's gonna like, it's gonna oh, ruin I mean, my mood for the whole week, and oh, I'm not I mean, gonna we, feel good. We both look terrible. Really? Oh yeah. But thankfully for me, you know what was my saving grace? This windscreen that I hate so much because with my the way that the camera was angled and it was pointing at us, like my face was mostly covered. I look awful on it. I mean, you look fine. 
Oh, that's not a... I can't... I wasn't looking at what you look like, quite honestly. I have no idea what you look like. I was just looking no. at you. No. Oh, man. So you're saying I looked terrible on it. Greg, I don't remember. I think you looked fine. No. You do remember. And no, you know. I don't. And you're not telling me. No, you and I are both selfish people when it comes to that. Do you sit and watch what I look like when we have an interview like that? Yeah. That's a lie. No, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, regardless, the... Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, it apparently went very well, though. So thank you once again to Stephanie. We're going to have Stephanie in here on the show here at some point. And thanks to everybody who sent me messages when I was down there. I really do appreciate it about that. And so so that went on yeah, <clears throat> on Monday. Cool. Um, and then uh, I should talk about, I guess, I don't know. Should I just walk through the whole week of what it was I was doing down there? I or? you should because I've been talking to our friends all week. But nobody okay. knows exactly what you've been up to. So. so to clarify, you know, the Consumer Electronics Show, if you don't know, it's the largest trade show in the world. 180,000 people come to Las Vegas. That's too many people. At least 180,000. That's probably not even counting all the spinoff groups that are on the side. But 180,000 people in general come down for this one essentially week-long convention. The actual show show is four days, but there's like three days previous to that of stuff that's going on that's not public. And so, so I went down there for Digital Trends, and I flew down on Sunday. Yeah, right? God, I was down there for yeah, so long. Yeah, I had to get long. at the airport on Sunday. I was there for so long. Sunday. You were there for a real... Like, I know it wasn't like that that long, but it seemed like a really long time. Well, in for me, Vegas has always been like, three days is about the max you want to be in Vegas. And it's not like I'm going out every night, but I'm in on the strip. And, and that's about... There's so much overload of sensory... Information yeah. happening in Las Vegas. If you've never been, and actually there was a there were a couple of people that were as part of the uh, DT group that had never been to Vegas before. So I'm just like, what do you think? They're like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Happening. I mean, there's so many lights and noises, no matter where you go, and all the casinos try to make you a little disoriented, so you don't know where the way out is. Oh, you can never find the restroom. You can never yeah. find the way out. Yeah. I mean, they're pumping in oxygen, so like you're like wide awake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so much. So. Six six days I was down there. You know that's that's a lot. Sunday, Monday, Thursday. You were yeah. there six nights. Six nights. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> okay, that is a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. So uh, anyway, you know we were we were down there, and and so we got down on Sunday, and part of what Digital Trends was doing is we were doing a live broadcast from the Consumer Electronics Show, which that started on Tuesday. We have a giant booth that's set up and. It's it's really it's pretty cool. So Sunday, got down there. There was a whole crew of us that flew down, and then the editors. What they do is they immediately go off and they go to their meetings. Like they, at the second they land, most of them don't even go to the hotel yet. They have to go to like, oh, I gotta go meet Samsung. Or I gotta go meet Ooh, LG that's, or it's fancy whoever whoever it is because that's when they get to film their B roll and their their uh, segments. Mm-hmm. They can't air a lot of them for a couple of days because they're under embargo, but they get to film them then, a lot of them, without, without people interfering. All right, so not fancy tech speak. It's like uh-huh. if something, they're going to be announcing something at CES in a couple of days. You get the B-roll so that way you can play it on your show when they, after they yeah. announced it. They get the B-roll and the video, but they can't release it publicly for like two, for two days or whatever. The, um, and that's what's called an embargo. So whatever that day and time is when they say like, okay, this is when you can publish it. You have to honor that. I mean, if you don't honor it, it's screwed up, and they're never going to invite you back to anything again. Yeah. But so, so you honor that, and then like as soon as that hits, then you can boom. You already have a video filmed, and a segment, and an article written, and all that, so you can get it up right away. 
So that's what the companies will will arrange that stuff with the editors. Not that not everybody gets to do that, but if you're high enough up or you have enough of a relationship, you can do it. Yeah. So so they they go off and do that. I went and uh, and we went and got some stuff ready for our booth and blah blah blah. You know, getting ready for that. So the booth is getting built at the same time. Because everything's got to be built in in basically two days. Because basically you show up and then you just have to make your little space for the next week. Yeah. So you, you have your assigned booth and they're regimented on that. Like you can't be one inch outside of your lane or they have people that go around and will uh, write tickets for it. So if like you have a stand like fun. that happens to go like one inch outside of what your box is, like technically they'll come by and be like, no, you can't have that there. And they freak out. It's it's weird. Wow. That's how they rack up extra money. But um, but so obviously, so I went down to the Las Vegas Convention Center, and this is you know two days before it starts, and it's just I'd never seen it like this. It's just madness, construction equipment everywhere, like hundreds of people that I didn't expect, just all moving boxes and things in because everybody's trying to move all their stuff in at the same time, and this is uh, four thousand exhibits. 4,000 booths. That's too many. And exhibits. That's a lot. 4,000 exhibitors. You know, some of them are real small. Some of them are giant and where they take up, I mean, I don't even know how many thousands of square feet. But uh, so you you that all that's going on. It's just kind of kind of crazy, kind of insanity. And then you just try to get a little bit of a, a, a rest from it. So the, we did that. Then Monday is when you get ready for, like, run-throughs because Tuesday morning is when the show the whole thing actually opens. The Consumer Electronics Show opens up. What time did you have to be there? Like super early? Well, we went down on Monday. Oh, yeah. You got to be there really early on. Well, I mean, not as early as you would expect. Because there's a certain point where I think you can only get in at like 7, I think is the earliest that's, you can get in. That's pretty early. Yeah. I mean, you're up way before that. Yeah. Because you're, you're working on stuff um, back at the room. But Monday, though. So the show started on Tuesday. Monday is when we went down there and... And we kind of did a little bit of a walkthrough, you know, and you get used to the set and all that, all that stuff. And um, that's when uh, Maud, who was the co-host, she was co-host last year. She was, she came in that day, and so she came down, and you know, we did like a run through, pretend open to the show, and all that stuff. But after that, that's when I went to one of my first events of CES, and I went to this thing called Pepcom. So Pepcom, yeah. The part of the part of the thing about a lot of the events, so the, you have the CES show, but there's all kinds of satellite shows that happen at different hotels and convention centers around town that just put them on because it's the same time as CES, so they can draw the same people. And Pepcom is one where it's it's a whole bunch of really small uh, companies, like some of the weird, like cool startup stuff, like hoverboard type things are there. All right. And then there's also people that are just advertising, you know, their bejeweled cell phone cases. You know, it's it's like a real, a lot of it, I'm just going to be honest, a lot of it's kind of crap. It's just, it's just not good stuff. All right, so is it like a tech, like, not, I mean, farmer's markets are awesome, but like a tech, like yes. happy farmer's market? Yes. Okay. It's like a, it's like a, um, oh, like a, some kind of a fair, like a flea market. Yeah. Only they're not really selling their product there, but they're trying to sell you, sell journalists on talking about their product. All so right. that's what they go for. So, so they're trying to woo you. They're little. trying to woo Did you. Did you get free stuff? Well, no, I did. I, did, I didn't. That's but I how, think I did it wrong. I found that's how you woo the best is you give people free stuff. You'll get my attention if you offer me something yeah. free. So what they do offer is free food. And so this was Monday night. We're like, you know what? We're all hungry. Like it's on the way back. And food in Vegas is expensive. Why don't we just go there and stop by and we'll eat the free food? Because there's there's one that's the, another night that has really good food, but this one, food wasn't the best, but it was free. 
So, uh, so you know, you're going to eat. The I don't. Food. You can't complain about free food. Well, okay, it's to compare. Like some of it is like sliders that have been sitting out for like four hours. Oh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Right. We were we weren't there at the beginning. We kind of caught the tail end. Yeah, of you got to get there at the beginning. Yeah, for free food. Yeah, I know. So we were kind of towards the end. That many times. As soon as that that buffet line opens, yeah, you go. Yeah, you don't want the scraps. Right, but it is funny because there's so it, it is still you're constantly reminded that you are in Vegas. Because even though we're in this giant room that's a flea market, as part of their their thing that they're doing to promote it, since it's Pepcom, they had dudes in football uniforms running around because the national championship game was also on, but so it was like you were at a... They were like a pep squad? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was these guys, like... I'm saying there were some of like my coworkers... and stuff, too, or... They did that the year before, and they got in trouble for the cheerleaders because it would, seemed pretty sexist, which it which it was. So this year, I think what they tried to do is switch it up. They had guys and like, all right, we won't have the girls. So we'll have guys in football uniforms. They're really committed to like this whole pep rally. <laughs> yeah. Theme. So it's just all these right. giant dudes in football uniforms who are walking around. And I was, I was saying to somebody, I'm like, you know, almost everybody in this room is a tech nerd. Do you think they all want to be reminded of a giant football player <laughs> hanging over them walking around? Like, like I don't know if that's the right messaging for a for a tech crowd. It seems like somebody <laughs> like, high up like just latched onto that idea, and they're like, "This is it. This is going to be I our promotion." Like, walking around, you know, giving dudes swirlies. Hey, nerd! Yeah, hey, wedges. nerd! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the guys were fine. They were clear, they're like models that were hired to walk around and look like football players. And, but it's like, I don't know if that's really the message you want, but whatever. I mean, I don't know if, how excited that's going to make a tech crowd. So, so you have that kind of stuff yeah. going on. But just like, you know, weird Vegas things. But yeah, you walk around and it's funny because everybody will everybody's wearing their badge because you have to have your badge on at all times. So it's just a lanyard around and it says who you are. And then at the bottom it says what your credentials are. And so, like, mine's exhibiting media, then there's regular media, then there's exhibitor and all that. But media is what this one is all about. So if you are media, they will not leave you alone. So were and you media? I was media, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm media on mine. So you're standing there, and you walk around, and you just see people. They look at you, and they just look straight down at your chest, and they read your name and read who you're with. And if they like who you're with, then it's like, oh, hey, Greg, how are you doing, man? Good to see you here. You know, what do you want to look Oh, no, they pretend to know you? Yeah, some oh. of them pretend to know me. Um, some of them will, and uh, they, this is not exclusive to me by any means. This is anybody with a badge walking by there because they're trying to pitch their companies, and you know, good, good for them. Yes, you they're, know, they're good hustling. Yeah, they're hustling. You know, they got this that spot in there, and they want to hustle and they want to show up their stuff. And I totally understand and respect that side of it. But I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about your bejeweled cell phone cases. It's just not really my. I don't really care. It's not your jam. It's not my jam. <laughs> like. Great, you got a glitter one. Cool, um, <laughs> you know, but things like that. And then some of the products are actually legitimately really cool. Like one of them could turn out being, you know, the next Samsung in twenty years. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you never know. But at the same time, what's it's so overwhelming, and that's really what it is. It's, it's gosh, in that one, I don't know, two thousand exhibitors, thousand. I bet there's a thousand at wow. least. Um, and so it's just everybody's like, hey, 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 hey. So, you, you, but it's a good intro to CES because you've got to get used to that. Just there's constantly going to be people talking and trying to pull you a million different ways. Yeah. 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 So it's just Vegas on Vegas. So, so we went to that. Anyway, we went that. It was fun. I uh, had some food and then um, 
went back and got ready to to get ready for the next day. There's so many different things. I'm, I'm trying to think about what the right order is to even talk about this because I want to talk about the lift rides too. Uh, were they amazing? They were, there's, I don't know whether they just fly in people just for lift rides or whether these are all just locals and there's just like every kind of character you can think of because I, I, it's probably what it is because Las Vegas is just such a mix of, like it's, I bet most of those people aren't from Nevada. Yeah. Or from the city. Like, they're from all over the place, and they all live there. But there's just some of the strangest people that drive the Lyft and Uber rides. Like, the first the first one that I took was this woman. She was actually pretty amazing. And she was playing uh, – oh, I can't remember who it was she was playing. She had – it was like slow jams that she had – she was – like blasting slow jams, like '90s slow jams, uh, like Keith Sweat, like that kind of oh, slow jam. Boy, so All Luther right. Vandross, I think, was played. Oh, that's that's amazing. And and she had her whole thing was done up, and I tried to sneak a picture. Actually, I think I did get a picture. And I didn't post it. Of uh, she, she loved pink. So the entire inside of her car like was not like, pink the singer, but pink. No, like color? pink, like, okay. like pink the color, like pink fuzzy things. Like her, <laughs> her steering wheel was this giant encased pink feather like explosion oh my so god so when she's holding on the steering zebra, wheel oh I had a zebra print steering wheel cover like a big fuzzy one in high school I loved it you would have loved this lady because she had <laughs> that going like her gear shifter was a giant pink like pillow and then there's just pink accents everywhere like she had it down to a um, down to a Side. Like it was everywhere. Oh, wow. I including like it when her somebody outfit. Ha- yeah, I love it when someone has figured out like the thing that they love the most, and they just incorporate yes. it. Like that makes me actually like really joyous. I'm like, good. I'm so glad. Like you like pink. Yeah, and you have your car, and it's just. And she be had her she had her giant like fake fur coat on, and her glasses, and she called people sugar, and she <laughs> she was awesome actually. Wow, it was pretty amazing. That I'm just like pretty cool. What is going? on in here and she's just blasting her slow jams and so so there was that you know but then you also have this extremely angry guy there was one dude i had that was the most angry and i've taken a lot of lyft and uber rides the, and and taxi rides he was one of the most angry people i've ever encountered oh those are always right. scary i've had a couple angry people. yeah it's just like i just want to get there in one piece yeah i got in and it was supposed to be so we were going to see yes yeah, so I'll, I'll just go to this so it was the first day you know and i was trying to get there about Seven, I think. So I took a ride at like six thirty, something like that, and uh, and I get in, and this guy's this first thing he said, he's like, "Why is everyone taking rides at this time? It's it's this rush hour. There's too many traffic. There's too much traffic out there." I'm like, "All right, hi, I'm Greg. <laughs> so I'm just gonna sit in here. <laughs> I think you're supposed to pick me up." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I'm the one that ordered the ride. And so I get driving, and he's just mad at the world. He is mad that anyone is out driving at this time of day, yet he's the one out driving, of course, taking but rides. Needs to be angry. And I'm like, I'm paying you right now. Like you're working right now. Yeah, traffic sucks. That's why I'm paying. Uh, it's you being asked for Lyft and Uber now allowed uh, to drive on the strip. Yes, they are. Although they, for the most part, most of the casinos they have separate entrances that make it a little bit more of a pain for them. Probably just because of the taxis, but yeah, yeah. they're there. You can, right. they, they're definitely allowed uh, now. So that's for the most part. That's all I took. I think I took a cab once or twice because you have to take that to get anywhere is, is some kind of a ride. And so, uh, so anyway, the angry guy was amazing. And then he almost got us in two accidents on the way there. Oh where, yeah, yeah. Where this person, uh, 
Yeah, he was just he was just a nightmare. That's always scary. He was when a you're nightmare. At the li- like somewhat the liberty of someone else. Like if they're like being crazy. Well, yeah, he was being an ag- uh, an overly aggressive, and I appreciate somebody who wants to get there, but he was being aggressive for like aggressive's sake, just because he was mad, and so he's cutting people off, and then everybody's honking at him and flipping him off. And I'm like, oh god, I'm in here. I'm the one in the back of the car. Like, oh man. And, he wants and then also he's yelling at people like, like it's something like some sort of your responsibility. Like I just kind of lowered my head, like oh boy, what is going on oh, here? Just that guy. And then there was another dude who had the most glorious mullet I have ever seen in my life. I could not have been more excited about being in his car. He was like, <sighs> I think I posted something about it. it was like if, uh, like maybe if Nikki Six mixed with a like 1984 Nikki Six mixed with Dog the Bounty Hunter. So it was like oh, the black hair, but like the good, size, feathery and long, but feathery and, and big. I mean, big, huge, like bowl on top, and then the mullet just feathered out and like like it had spring to it. I mean, he took care of this thing. Did you compliment him on it? No. See, I feel like that's when you should comp- if you're admiring something, you should always tell someone if you admire. something. How would I have done it? When like just like, hey man, I just really like your hair. Hey bro, just want to say that's a sweet mullet you got going right there. Or maybe not identify it as a mullet, because sometimes people who have mullets don't know that they have mullets. I found this out. I don't want to be the person that tells them. I have found that out the wrong way before. How? And it's so, I've told somebody How did that, that happen? their mullet, and they're like, I don't have a mullet. I'm what like, do you mean? They they said that No, I was they didn't know they had a mullet? This guy that I knew, and it was like. How does he not know he has a mullet? It was a person I worked with a long time ago. I'm like, oh, I like your mullet. And he's just like, I don't have a mullet. <gasps> and I was like. Oh no! I'm just just looks similar to the sad. Those are those are cool right now. Oh no! Oh yeah. How did he not know he has a mullet? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe you did him a favor though. So then he realized, like, oh, I gotta get a haircut. No. Or maybe I mean, he looked, was like, yeah, good. I have a mullet, and I this is who I am. Yeah, I just thought that they were doing it because they were aware of their mullet status. Oh boy! But then they were secret mullet. Secret mullet. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just I, I tried to backtrack and I just kind of like flubbed on. Like, I like it. It looks nice. I'm like it, it's good. It's cool right now. Oh man, Keelan in our live chat for employmentradio.com slash live said I would watch a whole whole ass web series of Sarah learning things the wrong way, <laughs> <laughs> saying the wrong things to people. And yeah. congratulations on the That's, baby. Oh, here's a granola bar. I thought you were homeless. Oops. Just nice mullet. Oh. <laughs> anyway. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do you've stuck the, your foot in your mouth quite a few with times with the best of intentions. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, right, anyway. so anyway, then I got there and uh, and we, you know, the broadcast side of it actually went pretty smoothly. I talked to a lot of different people, and you can check it all out. It's all on YouTube. I will say, says got uh, got retweeted by Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> the Leonardo DiCaprio. Did. Yes, the Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, what, Jack Dawson? Jack Dawson's Twitter account, anyway. It's probably his social media guy who runs that or girl or whoever. But uh, but anyway, his account retweeted a digital trends interview that that I was a part of. No, I think it's like some like most like crazy like super rich celebrities like that. I think they run their own thing, don't they? That'd I mean, be pretty what cool. Is, what does Leonardo DiCaprio have to prove to anybody? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. He's Leonardo fucking DiCaprio. Like he bangs supermodels and vacations on, uh, all on the time, yachts. except for when he wants to make some movie that's going to make a shit ton of money because yeah. he's going to be amazing in it. Yeah, that's Leonardo true. Leonardo DiCaprio wants for nothing. <laughs> that is true. So I'm assuming he's, it would probably actually be him. Well, so what happened was we interviewed um, one of the. So he he's got a company, the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation, helps to fight poaching. 
Like that's what a big thing that he's about. Mm. And so he's his company gave money to this other company called Resolve. And what they do is they've incorporated this technology into poaching cameras to where they can set these cameras out and they'll last for months at a time. And they've got AI in them now, artificial intelligence, that can read and scan if it's a human or if it's just an animal that sets the camera off. So they don't have to spend hours, like it's going through the data and be like, oh, nope, it's just a monkey set it off again. Oh, nope, it's a gazelle set it off again. It will scan it and it'll know, so it won't notify them unless it's actually a human. So it saves a bunch of time, and they can then get instant data and narrow it down and go track down the poacher. Um, that's amazing and mm-hmm. also creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's helping. Like he said, well, because good. it's and because it's so cheap now, they can and saves on so much time. They can send it out to a whole bunch of different places. So anyway, he retweeted the uh, part of the interview that went up. So well, that was pretty, pretty cool. awesome. Like, yeah, look, look at you. Uh, so anyway, I was on there. Um, and then uh, the other thing I got to do, too, is I uh, put on a haptic suit. <gasps> the spandex suit. The spandex suit. We, okay, so did we find out, because we had talked about this on the show, so uh, last week before you, or week before last, before you left, yeah. we were talking about the haptic suit, which is basically there are, like, sensory points on it, and then you can, like... So, yeah, it's like... You know, if someone's, like, pretend shooting you or, like... Basically, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be for, like, virtual reality to where... You you put it on and yeah it's got sensors all over it. It looks like a leather jacket, but it's like spandexy. Wait, so it wasn't a spandex bodysuit? I didn't have to put on the pants. I didn't have to put on the pants. Oh, so it's too separate. They didn't bring the pants. Yeah. Did you have to like take off your top? And so that's the thing. Like they brought this. They brought the jacket, and I I took off like I had a sweatshirt on or a sweater or something. I took that off, but I had a shirt on underneath. I start putting it on, and this woman, um, she's like, no, it's. It's better on skin. Like, she didn't speak much English. She's like, it's better on skin. I'm like, oh. All right. So, you know, I went in the back, take my shirt off, and I strapped this thing on, and it's, like, super tight. Like, it, like, like sucks in on you because that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, tight on your skin. Tight on your skin because then it reads everything. And so... I uh, so yeah so for the interview you know he talked about it and he just kind of walked through and this video is up to you you can watch the whole video they um, he said they they're using it right now for like virtual reality like industrial training and for like emergency services so they can walk through like a building that's on fire and be like ooh don't go that way it feels like fire there because it can send through sensors and feeling throughout the whole jacket that's cool yeah and yeah. they can read they can read all of your vitals systems like they can read a, so, a ton of different things they can tell if you're stressed because they'll read your heart rate and your breathing and they'll know if like you're that stressed sounds out just stressful when i had yeah. my fitbit that i was obsessed with which i had to break myself of i haven't had one for like two years now but uh whenever it had like the heart monitor thing or like they would just be like oh somebody is like i don't know it just yeah it made me nervous or when it like followed your what's you nervous about or the sleep pattern thing where it's like, well, you're not getting too much rest. Like, oh, this looks like, you know, like not solid uh, REM sleep or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, then it would just stress me out to have to go to bed to have it monitor me going to bed to see if I was going to stress out while I slept. One of my coworkers down there used that and then was, <laughs> was showing us all like, look, I slept terribly from this time to this time. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that that sucks. That sounds that sounds awful. But then, you know, she could read it and tell exactly when yeah, she slept or not. That would just freak me out. So I sat there in the suit, and I didn't realize, because I'm conducting the interview, so I'm not really paying attention to how I feel. And uh, all of a sudden, this because he has a laptop, so he can control things. And all of a sudden, you just feel this. He did something on his laptop, and boom, it felt like a 
hard static electricity shock. Gross. I would not like that. Shot through my, I would like, like one after the other uh, sequentially through my arm and then through my chest. Why would you like that? It happened in like a, like a second. Why would you want to do that? It was weird. It was weird. Because it, it did, I mean, I was like, oh, I'm amazed actually I didn't say, oh shit on air. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't expect it and I didn't know it was coming. Like, I figured we were going to do something and he was going to walk me through it, but I didn't know it was just going to be a bam. And what he told me was, he's like, actually, I've been, I've been kind of running some through you, but since you were talking, like, everybody's sensitivity is different, you weren't noticing, so I just uh, cranked it up a bunch. Mm. See what would happen. So he cranked it up and... Kind of sounds like a, like torture porny a little. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. go torture porny with it. Yeah, especially when he's just like, hey, like, oh, you oh. weren't feeling, you weren't giving me the reaction that I wanted, Greg. <laughs> right? So, so he did that. He cranked that up. So that that was kind of interesting. That was that was weird. But I mean, all that stuff you can see on air. I'll t- I want to talk about some more of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, because that stuff was. As I just did that, and I said, "Yep, there's yeah. like coffee that just dripped on." Me. So we have the booth set up, and we're in the south hall of it. It's a long hallway that's next to us, so it's a really good site. So you have to see our booth when you walk by. So we're broadcasting live, but the sets, you can't walk onto the set, but the set's opened up to the crowd so everybody can see what's going on. So they can peep on you. They can peep on us. Mm. Yeah. And there's you know a big television showing what's going on because you want people to stop by and be interested in what's happening. It's not just for the online broadcast. But the thing is, there are so many, because it's 180,000 people from every country on earth and a whole lot of different cultures. And just strange people in general. Yeah. Um, there's some real weirdos that are there. Were you one of them? Uh, well, yes, I'm certainly one of the weirdos. Actually, I'll talk about some. Well, I don't know. It's a debate on this. But uh, it's strange because people will stop and they'll take pictures of everything. And uh, there were several times where, like, if I was on break and, like, like Mob was broadcasting and I could take a second and, like, shovel in some food... And I would look, you know, and it's, it's awesome when people are stopping by, like, hey, what's this and all that? But then you get the people that just stand in the back and just take pictures of you. Wait, of you? Yeah. Huh. I was sitting there eating pizza. Like, my mouth, I shoving pizza in my mouth. And I look up, and this dude from, like, 15 feet away has got his camera aimed right at me. He's just going, I'm like, dude, I'm just eating pizza, man. What are you, why? Why are why? you doing this? Did they say anything to you? No, or? they don't say anything. And then they just turn around and go off. There's a lot of people like that there that just take pictures and they don't say anything. And, you know, granted, everybody's a journalist, but I'm like, why are you taking a picture of me eating pizza? That's kind of creepy. That's kind of weird. Yeah. That seems more of a personal thing. I don't think that's going in a That seems like more of a fetish thing. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that isn't you, like, performing your job. No. That's you. That's a private collection picture, and that's a weird one. Well, and plus, you don't like people seeing you eat anyway. No, I don't. So but it's like I had all no... different layers of nightmares. Yeah. So then after that, I went and hid in the closet and ate. We had like a little closet in the back, so I'd go back there and eat, so people couldn't see me. Um, but yeah, so so all of that. Oh, shout out to uh, there were a couple of different Fun Employment Radio listeners that stopped by the booth. <gasps> that was awesome. Awesome. Yes, and I'm sorry because I got their names, and it was in the madness of all that stuff. And you know, I talked to like 30 people. For interviews, so I apologize for not writing your names down when you came by the booth. Um, I know one guy. I worked at Intel at the Intel booth. I meant to come down there and say hello. I didn't get a chance, and then um, I think the other You're doing the great. other person was a journalist. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by and saying hello. That seriously made my day. That was really cool. Even though I couldn't bother to remember your name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. You know that I'm <laughs> there's so with much names. going on. Like like I said, it's. Six days of like Vegas on Vegas. All right, like it's just 
Well, getting yeah. back to the whole like creepy thing. So you said like, yeah. oh yeah, the guy who was pho- photographing you was being kind of creepy. But then you said, well, maybe I was kind of creepy. What are you? Well, no, I wasn't being a creep. I'll explain something. That while well, this wasn't intentional, there was something that happened. All right. Well, anyway, the CES side of it, it was a ton of fun. You can watch out all that footage. Um, is it all still any up? Questions. Can we find it? Yeah, I think I think all the footage is up. Some of it's cut up into separate interviews. Some of it is just part of the, the big day long broadcasts, the eight hour broadcasts. I mean, that's twenty four hours of broadcasting in three days. So it was that was a lot, um, but it was a ton of fun. That's a lot of broadcasting. That's a lot of that's a but lot you of did it. It's a lot of being on. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, we did it, and and it was great. And that, uh, there's a few other things I'll talk about, but. Um, one thing I will say this, so we stayed at the Cosmo. I did not realize the Cosmopolitan Hotel in, in Vegas, in Casino, and I did not oh, realize... it's fancy, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty nice. I mean, I think so. It is. I've never stayed at anywhere except for, well, Imperial Palace, which isn't there anymore, and then Treasure Island a bunch of times. Yeah, I oh, usually... I did, I did play it, uh, stay at the... What was one at the end of the strip that I've told you about before? Excalibur? No, it's the one years ago where they filmed The Hangover in where it was Heather Graham. Oh, that's strip. not a casino, though. That's a... No, but that was a hotel that I yeah. stayed in in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. I don't know. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's that just a straight-up hotel. Awesome. Yeah, that, it was, yeah, it was totally, like, crappy in a beautiful way. Um, I didn't end up going to the Mike Tyson mansion. I didn't. Oh, I didn't have yeah, time to get yeah. down there to go to it. And the more I started reading about it, the more I wasn't really sure if it was something I wanted to be stuck on for two hours anyway by Why? myself. Because uh, you go there and it would just be a whole bunch of people pitching me things, and then I was going to be going by myself, which is fine. Oh no! But then I'm stuck there because they bus you out there, so it's not like I could just walk out and walk away. Okay. I'd be waiting there until they told me I could go back. Oh, you don't want to be trapped there. Yeah, so I, I ended up not going to it. Um, but that's okay. You know, whatever. Uh, what was I getting back to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Cosmopolitan. Do you realize how much Portland has a presence in Vegas now? No. Like, it was... I went down there so to just eat. They have, like, this... They have their, their whole floor at the Cosmo, like, the second floor. There's a bunch of, like, fancy-ass restaurants, and then there's smaller places which are still super expensive, but that are more walk-up and you can eat. Okay. They have Pock Pock is down there. Lardo is down there. Both of them have these huge restaurants, right? or not huge, but spaces right in the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. Whoa. Yeah. That's Lardo. Like both of which those places are, you know, within, like, a half mile of us. Right yeah. Now. yeah. Yeah, they're big Portland places. I just didn't realize how far... Much how much they've spread out to other no, I, I had no idea. Yeah, so they're there, and then I'm, of course, I'm blanking. But there's, there were a couple others that people told me well, about. I know there was like a Voodoo there. Donuts down. Oh there yeah, there's Voodoo something. Donuts. Yeah. yeah, Voodoo Donuts is there. Um, but it's just weird. It's just like, to like get out and be like, all right, now this is still Portland, but a different version of it. Yeah, a bunch of people were going to the Pock Pock one just because there's no line. They're like, oh sweet, I gotta wait an hour in Portland. Like I can just walk right up and get it here. Yeah. I have never eaten at Pock Pock. I I have. Before and it is good. It is yeah. really good. I mean, so I hear, but again, yeah, I'm not going to wait in line for food. I won't do that. Either. I don't do that. I can't do it. That's just not my thing. Yeah, I have a hard time waiting in line. I've I've eaten at actual Pock Pock and I've eaten their food before, but then I've they've got another one here in Portland across the street. That's where I ate like frog legs and that stuff. Ew. Yeah, frog legs. It's green. There's, it's actually green. I mean, frogs are green. Yeah. I mean, didn't some. expect some, you know, the green veins and that stuff. Oh, gross, Greg. What is wrong with you? Why are you putting that on the show? Yeah. That's... I'm just putting it out there. Frog legs. Ew. Oh, sorry. 
Anyway, didn't eat there. Um, so that that was that was pretty interesting, just seeing how that was um, and how that how that all worked. All right, there is one thing I wanted to bring up. Ah, son of a. I may. I don't even know how to transition this. Now I feel uncomfortable. Now I don't want to talk don't about feel it. Uncom- no, I want you to talk about it because I kind of. I want to talk about some more of the behind the scenes stuff that they have. Yeah. This was. <sighs> I made a mistake, but it's not really my fault. But it's kind of my fault. I don't know if I should say this. I, you didn't do anything wrong. Well, kind of. But not on purpose. All right. Well, here's. <laughs> This is weird, and this actually, this isn't my fault or anything, but nonetheless, it's still something that happened that was, like, threw me off for a while. Oh, I bet. Because it made me worry about how many times it's happened to me, and I didn't know it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Because No, this I'm is the pretty thing. paranoid about this, so I don't, think no. I, I don't think it's happened to me. Well, here's what happened. So, um... Stay in the hotel. You know, everybody's staying at this place. We all have our different rooms. Blah, blah, blah. I was going down to... I was heading to the the convention center for the show one of the mornings. And just somebody called and said, Hey, forgot something in my room. Can you uh, pick it up for me? If you go to the front desk, you know, I'll tell them to give you a key card and all that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. I haven't left yet. So I'll go do that. Went and got the key card to the other room. Go up to the other room. And uh, I go in there, and the what I was supposed to pick up wasn't there, or not where he said it was going to be. And I'm like, okay, I need to call him. Oh crap! I left my phone in my room, which is another on a different floor. So I have to go, you know, I go up to his room. I don't have a phone. I have to go up to my room to get the phone to call to find out where the thing is. And at this point, we're getting in a rush because I got to get out of there. But I'm, you know, bouncing back and forth on elevators. So I go to my floor, and I'm running to go to my room to get my phone. And since I'm bouncing back and forth between these floors, I maybe wasn't thinking, and instead of room 34, we'll say it was, I went to, like, room 44, which is where the other person was, but on a different floor. I ran to the wrong room. But I got to this room, just thinking, okay, here I am, and I put my key, key card up, you know, because you have the scan key card. Because they don't have regular keys anymore, right? Yeah, no, there's no regular key. Yeah. It's just all the scan thing, so it should only scan on your room. And I scan it, and I just open the door. And I run in, and I'm like, and it's everything's dark. I'm like, huh, I thought I left my blinds open. And I walk into this room, and you walk past the bathroom, and you walk into where the living room is, and there's two beds, which is just like mine. I had two beds in the room. And I'm standing there for a second, and I'm looking around, and you know when, like, you realize something's wrong, and it feels like it's taking 10 seconds, but really it's probably less than a second? Oh, yeah. I look around, like and I'm thing, like... like like when you've cut yourself, and you realize that it's going to be a really bad cut, but it's like that... But it hasn't quite bled like, yet? Yeah, and it hasn't quite, like, sunk in yet, like, uh-oh. Yep. I, oh, this like, pain's going to come. Yep. Oh. And I'm looking around the room, and I, I see there's a big lump on the bed. And there's a lump on the other bed. And it takes me a second. I'm like, I'm not in my room. Oh, my God. And I said out loud, oh, shit, this isn't my room. You said it that loud? Not that loud, but I said, oh, shit, this isn't my room. And I turned around and ran out. And I had gone to the wrong room. How did you get into the room? How did I get in? I don't know. What I'm thinking is there was a combination of 
in hindsight, I do seem to remember the card thing flashing red, which should have meant no entry, but it opened. So I'm like, well, okay, I must be whatever. You know, I'm in a hurry. I just didn't even pay attention. Or maybe their door didn't shut Well, this is what I think. Either they didn't close their door all the way, or my key card opened their door. But if you saw the red light, it probably is that they were drunk and getting... A combo of... Oh, man. Both of those things. A combo of errors. Oh, man. And so so I I turned around and I ran out. What are the chances that the one door that you would try that's not yours is open? Yeah. Yeah. And so they didn't move at all. And this, again, this all happened in like a second of me standing in the middle of that room like, uh, oh, shit, this isn't my room. You know, where, where it's sinking home. It felt like I, my my head, you know, it lasted hours of me like, oh, no. Well, that is a genuine accident. You were just, it's, it's totally an accident. Yeah. But it is. But this is why you always make sure that your door is all the way closed. Well, close it. And from then on, I use the latch. I always at the top. use the latch. I never use the latch. I use the latch now, yeah. and I will forever use the latch. Oh, so I that's ran why out I of there. Like, and... Even hide my stuff when I'm in my room. Like I don't have yeah. my valuables ever out. Like I always keep them hidden all the time because I am uh, so paranoid. It, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So they didn't. They, I think these people were probably so drunk and passed out. I mean, they didn't move. So yeah, see, I don't think your keycard opened the door. I think that the chances, especially if like heavier doors, I've you know stayed at casinos before. Like sometimes they don't close all the way. Like yeah, you can see it and just kind of goes and almost. And closes. so I just happened to be in the right place, the right time to walk into their room. While they were, whoever they were, like I couldn't see who it was. They were all bundled up in their beds. Um, and you all, Keelan's saying, and you always latch. You always always latch. Yeah. Oh, believe me, I will latch forever now because I was so I was so horrified, and I just ran down the hall to my right room, and I'm like, and did you "Oh my god!" There for a second, I'm like, okay, do they know? Was oh my god! <laughs> like, did I do something wrong? I'm like, no, I didn't really do anything you didn't wrong. Do anything it was an accident. Wrong. It was an accident. I know, but it's just like, oh, you know, you feel gross, and you feel like such a creepy peeper. I feel like a. I felt gross. I'm like, oh my god, that was. Oh. At least they didn't wake up. They didn't wake up. Yeah, I don't even, honestly, they probably didn't even know. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they didn't notice me walking in there and standing in there, <laughs> I doubt they ever even knew that I was there, which makes it even creepier. Oh. Like, I will. What if somebody's listening? What if they're list- like random listeners and they're just like, what if Greg walked with me? Thought we heard someone say, like, oh shit, but I thought it was a dream. Well,. I mean, it was an accident. That Close your door. Uh, don't let me sure make a mistake that would make that happen. Oh, man. Always make sure that your door closes behind you. Yeah. For the love of all that is yeah. holy. So anyway, um, that happened. Did you tell anybody that you worked with? Yeah. Yeah. I held one. Well, I mean, that's kind of freaky. I would be spazzing. Yeah. Uh, well, and then we got so busy that I totally... Uh, uh, it went to the back of my mind. It wasn't until after that day's show that I was like, oh, my God, I just remembered what I what happened this morning. Because you're hit with so many things constantly fast that you just forget what, what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think I told everybody that, although I would have. I just haven't had a chance to. Now you told everybody. So, yeah. 
Well, I don't think that you did anything wrong. I think no, I didn't do that. anything wrong. It was an accident, but it's just like, wow. I, that, and that's, that's what I mean. Like, I just think about it now. Who's walked into my room? Always Everybody at home right now, think about that. Most people lock their doors, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So that went on. Oh, that is kind of terrible. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. So anyway, that went on. Uh, we got to the end of the end of the show, and then you, the um, there's oh yeah, the best tech in show was actually named by uh, Digital Trends because they give awards to everything. Was Impossible Burger? Really? The burger. I've never had one. Got of the those. best tech. I've had uh, one of the first ones, and it was really good. Oh, you didn't so seem case, like you were going that direction. No, it, I mean it was good. Yeah, the, the first one. The, so this is Impossible Burger, in case you don't know, it's a burger. I mean, basically, to dumb it down, it's a veggie burger, but they go really, really extreme distances to make it seem like it's a, like to have the taste and it texture. It like meat, right? Yeah, the texture um, of meat. And the Impossible Burger is good. The Impossible Burger 2.0 is what they brought, and the chemistry and tech behind it is actually pretty amazing. And they brought us some sliders. To be honest, if you didn't tell me that it was a veggie burger, I wouldn't know. I would ah. think it was meat. I've been wanting I, I to wouldn't try even one know. of those. Yeah, because I, I do eat meat, but I don't eat a lot of it. And I do yeah. some, most of the time prefer like a veggie option. I, I mean, if it tastes like meat, I don't care. Exactly. You no, know, it doesn't matter to me. And this tastes like meat. And he, he ta- walked through like the chemistry of it and how they isolated these certain different things that meat has that like, – I mean, it's a very technical answer. I couldn't even begin to explain it. You can read all about it. Online, um, but yeah, so that that got Impossible Burger 2.0 got the best tech of CES Very award. Cool. Yeah, so that was interesting. So anyway, that happened, and then you go out the last night, the Thursday night is when Thursday nights when you actually do Vegas a little bit, like because you're working you know 16 hours a day for the rest of the week. So it's not like I'm going out. I don't even drink. You know, oh, I do. will say this though. I do have to give a shout out to Royal because I did stop by and see our buddy. Royal. Oh, by his fancy sweet thing. Yeah. So our yeah. buddy Royal, uh, I always always make a point to stop by there because his company rents a suite, and this time they had it at the Venetian. Holy crap! I mean, like I've a grand been. piano. I, they had a wow. sauna. They had a sauna in the room. In the room. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. A hot tub in the room. I mean, like I don't think four or five bathrooms, like. I mean, it was ridiculous. So they. Four, re- wait, I'm sorry, four or five bathrooms in the room? Yeah, in the suite. I don't even know how many bedrooms there were. Four bedrooms? Something like that? Wow. Yeah. So it was a suite at the Venetian, like almost the top floor of the Venetian. And you... Um, you wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. <gasps> the name of that hotel was Wild Wild West. Oh, it just came to you. There it is. Yeah, but it just did because I was thinking of the hangover because I'm like, oh my god, that sounds exactly like one of the suites that they stayed in with the like the tiger and all like the giant yeah. hotel overlooking the city with all the Well that that was uh Mike Tyson's place. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Okay. That was the that was the one I was supposed to go to. So this one though, so Royal's company rents this suite and it's kind of like a timeout from CES, so it's they can go there and you don't have to there's there's a no pitch zone. Nobody can talk about work. You just go there and chill out, and they have like a taco bar and and uh, and drinks. So did you just go crazy on the taco bar? No, I didn't really have time. When I got there, I only had like an hour. So I came by, had a couple of couple of gin and tonics, and then uh, gin and tonics. Yeah, I'm back on a gin and tonic kick for some reason. Interesting. I used to be on one a long ever, time ago. Yeah, I used to drink vodka tonics years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really a gin person though. Yeah. Huh. 
get back into the gin. I mean, I used to be a big gin and tonic guy. That was like my drink. And for some reason in Vegas, I turned back into a gin and tonic guy. I don't know why. I don't know. How did that, how did that go for you? Oh, it's fine. It's just, I, you know, I don't, I have to re-remember how to drink gin and tonics. It's not my beer and shot that I normally do. I think it's because I was trying to be classier. It sounds like it. It sounds like a desperate attempt, uh, you know, attempt to be a little classy. Not desperate. It's not desperate. Gin and tonics are good. I do like them. I genuinely like them. It's not desperate. Anyway. Because you don't think your beer and shot will be like, like okay with the people around you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so you had a a rip roar in time. Uh, Yeah. Went out on the Thursday night and went and did that. Uh, I will say this though. It is. So one of the traditions that we have uh, going down there for digital trends, and this is Caleb who insists on this. Yeah. Got to go to the circle bar at New York, New York. Which the circle bar is in the center of the whole casino. It's trashy as fuck. I mean, even for New York, New York, which isn't like a trashy casino, but man, the clientele at midnight on a weeknight at the circle bar is uh, 30% prostitutes. And then. Wait, which, which place? New York, New York. Oh, okay. This, uh, the, so it's called the Circle Bar. I've been there. I know. Yeah. yeah I know which it's one a big talking. round yeah. bar in the middle of the casino floor. Um, it is so much fun, people watching at this place. Like, all the bartenders are rude and angry. Everyone working there is just pissed. Like, they are not happy people, not a single one. And so, so, you, so you deal with them, you know, and you get your drinks. And they're just angry at the world. And then you sit there and you watch what goes on around this bar because it's so funny to watch the situations happen because you have a large number of prostitutes who don't even try to hide it. Okay. I mean, they're not hiding anything. What's well, the kind of fun thing, like if in Vegas here, is like, is it someone dressed up to go out dancing for the night or is it a prostitute? No, they know what they're doing. Like, even to go to the bathroom, like, they have mill about in the casino floor. And so it's like, like you're playing a video game. You gotta be like, oh, gotta avoid that way. Oh, gotta go risk. <laughs> yeah, because if they see you, <laughs> and I swear to you, like, the bathrooms there, the bathrooms have basically floor to ceiling doors for their stalls where they completely lock and I went in there and some noise is going on I'm just like holy shit this seriously this is what's happening right in here because there's no reason you would have door stalls like that unless you're trying to just oh yeah the top get, to bottom yeah you got your own little rooms in there so that was going on and then <laughs> but watching it at the bar you just sit there and you watch and there, there was these me and a couple of buddies were watching these two dudes who are there middle-aged, pretty schlubby white dudes. And, uh, and they're sitting there surrounded by these, these three young, very attractive African-American women in uh, very skimpy clothes. I'm like, huh, something seems a little amiss here. What's going <laughs> something on? Something isn't matching up. <laughs> so, and, and you watch them, and these two dudes were like, we're like, watch. They're going to decide. They're making their decisions right now if they're going to go for this or not. Like, just just watch. And so we're watching them. And then sure enough, you see the one dude step off to the side and he grabs the other dude. And then they start talking to each other. Like, I don't know. What do you know? Like, oh, having like their negotiation. Yeah, while the girls are just standing there waiting. It's like, it's, yeah, we're like trying to imagine what they're saying. He's like, I don't know, dude. Should we go to your room? Like, hey, man, we're only in Vegas once. Let's just do what this. What happens like, in Vegas stays in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, bro. Broski. Come on. <laughs> come on. Well, we got to get to the ATM. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a good idea. I'm free out like no dude let's do this and then they turn around and come back and then they walked off with the three girls with all three of yeah. them yeah i was like Some all right big rollers guys all right. making your decisions right there so 
Good job, fellas. Um, but yeah, it's so much fun. That is one of my favorite things to do in Vegas is just people watch. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, I don't even think they had any idea. There were like three or four of us just sitting on oh, at that, one of the tables just watching like, oh. That is the least of the their concerns right now. Yeah. Yeah, or right then, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was hilarious. So that was, that was fun. But yeah, did all that, came back, flew back. You know, that, there's a lot of other things that went on, but I just, I know we don't have time to get into everything, but... Uh, well, it sounds like you had a really good time. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was it was a lot of fun. And you came back in one piece? Came, came back, back in one piece. Did you do any gambling? Two dollars. Two dollars? Two American dollars. Two dollars. By the way, I've got a uh, 10 cent voucher. Good for 10 cents at Cosmopolitan. Oh, wow. Maybe did you go to Imperial Palace at all? I did not. Oh, that's my favorite. Didn't I? I mean, I... You really don't have time to do anything. I know. Yeah. The most I did was go to New York, New York, and then Venetian that one time. Yeah, it was was fun. Uh, Shout out to the TSA agents, too, who were uh, working with a bare-bones staff because none of them are getting paid. And I think a lot of them are called out sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, thank you for keeping the people safe that are flying. Yeah, I said thank you to them. Even though, you know, normally they can be, it can be kind of annoying going through security and all that, but it's there for a reason. And, Absolutely. And yeah, I was like, Ugh, just. Well, that must be a little Be nice to the TSA agents. <laughs> yeah. They're working without pay. They're working without pay. They're working to keep you safe. Yeah. I if mean, most of the time. If they're a little crabby, be understanding. Mm-hmm. Be understanding. Anyway. Well, cool. Well, welcome back. I'm back. Greg Nug. Yes. I have returned. You have returned. And back to our regular schedule. Yes. So tomorrow, again, we will be starting again at noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. Yeah. Noon o'clock. So are you doing DT this week or no? Starting on Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Still working, but uh, live show is back on Wednesday. All right. Cool. All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Sarah, thank you so much for holding on the fort last week. Oh, no problem. It was fun. I feel like I learned a lot. Like, I was actually successfully able to edit and upload and yeah. do all that stuff. You did it. Pretty cool. This is where I'm supposed to be like, oh, never let somebody else learn your job. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, appreciate each and every one of you. You are awesome. It's good to be back. Talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. And for those of you listening live right now, you're going to get a special playing of the new episode of the Mark and Toddcast. The Mark and Toddcast, part of the Fun Employment Radio Network. And Todd was... Uh, you know, on with Sarah this last week because you guys did your uh, episode together here as part of the Fun Employment Radio Network. And we're going to go ahead and play that episode right after this so that way you can get to listen to it ahead of time. And then it'll be up uh, after that. Awesome. So here we go with the New Year's catch-up episode. Right here on Fun Employment Radio. Back up.